RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, a duet actual play podcast using the Savage Worlds rule set in our custom cyber fantasy setting. Thank you for joining us, and welcome back to Caldonics. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena's life flashes before her eyes in the depths of Caldonics' open waters, and she has a vivid flashback of important figures in her past. After being pulled from the water by Tuca, the regulators are close to arriving on the island. Athena uses her last clear moment to tell Tuca to take Isaac away. Athena is evac to the spire, and in her pain fugue, she experiences a lucid dream where she speaks with her dead mentor, Joel Shin. Upon awakening, Roja fills in Athena on events from the past two days, and then heads out to find Silas. When she returns, she is joined not by Silas, but by Arbiter Photius Roth, the head of all regulation divisions. He is a powerful man who is intent on speaking with Athena alone. Stooping through the doorway is a pillar of scales, muscle, and presence. Arbiter Photius Roth, the Dillian Karnak, head of all Caldonics regulation divisions, and liaison to the city's ruling body, the council. Stands at least seven feet tall, and carries himself right now with an informal, yet somewhat imperious posture. Even casually, it's hard not to take him seriously. Yep. His alligator-like maw is laced with sharp teeth that poke out on the sides, giving him the constant appearance of a cunning smile. Gold flecks spatter his midnight black scales, and a matching line of gold spines and frills runs down the back of his head and neck. A double gouge of gray scar tissue rakes across his snout and down the side of his face, and his red, reptile-slit eyes are comparatively small on his head, yet always aware, and watching. I think it's about time you and I had a little chat, hmm? Athena straightens the fuck up and salutes him and says, Arbiter Roth! He turns his head sideways a little bit, you know, because his eyes are more on the side of his head than forward-facing, mm-hmm. and he looks at you with one red eye, and he still has that same maw-like smile. It's hard to tell, like, what his actual expression is, mm-hmm. but he, you can probably tell, makes an effort to change his facial expression to not just be so rigid, and it looks like it's kind of okay. a smile. He's got a longer, thick tail that trails after him as well, but he takes... Heavy steps into the room. So, how you feeling? I'd be lying if I (laughs) said I felt great, but I'm alive. Well, no small miracle, that is. 
I'm uh, glad you're alive and kicking. Yeah, damn good doctors, sir. <laughs> oh, Roger's the best. Her father's a close friend of mine, you know. He's a very talented man. I've never met her father. Oh, Faj. He's a genius, really. And he sort of looks off to the side and, like, he, you can tell that he means what he says. He's a genius. He, uh, he's done more to keep the city afloat than, well, damn near anyone alive. He works with botanicals, right? In the agriculture? Yes, he does. Seems like you know him a bit as well. Passing conversation with my grandparents. Oh, of course. Takes a, another step or two closer and points to the chair. You mind if I sit and join you for a moment? Please. A couple moments, maybe. Speaking of your grandparents, how is your family? Has uh, settling back in been easy for you? Not especially. Um, don't spread that around, though, maybe. She oh. winks at <laughs> Mum is a word. I'm sorry to hear that. It's jarring, but I'm happy to be doing work. It's always difficult when, uh, when your world gets turned upside down. Yeah. You've been busy since you've been back, haven't you? Uh, I seem to have just kind of stumbled into a task force. <laughs> <laughs> Would I be able to cast empathy, sure. please? Yeah, go ahead and roll it. Uh, this is seven. Athena, you stare at this hulking Karnik seated to the side of you, and you, you reach out and find that power deep inside. And you open your senses, and nothing happens. There's simply nothing. Where you would normally see an aura, you know, colors billowing out, interpretations, nothing happens. You're looking at him, it's like, it's a blank slate. Well, that's and there, troubling. And there's a moment as you stare at each other, and his eyes narrow just a tiny, tiny bit. And maybe it's your imagination, but he's still giving you that smile. Well, Athena cuts that shit right out. Can you make me a notice roll, please? Seven. Seven. Now that he's closer and he's, like, sitting down... Like, he's seven feet tall, so he's fucking tall. Really big. Uh, so it's, like, a very... There's a, a visual disparity there. But now that he's sitting close to you, you notice that the top of his head looks odd to you for some reason. It's, like, the longer you look at it, the more clear it becomes. It's, like, a thick skull plate with these tiny spikes on the side. It looks basically like... How do you pronounce it? It's a Pachycephalosaurus. It's like the head-butting dinosaur. Oh, that boy. Yeah, it looks like a, a bony skull cap, basically, just on the top of his head. So it doesn't really interfere with his spines or his ridges going down the back. But he didn't look that way the last time you saw him. Hmm. And he didn't look that way in the intro video when you were coming to Caldonix. He didn't look that way either. Gotcha. He has stumbled into a task force. I'm glad you brought that up. I wanted to... I wanted to check in with you about a couple of things, if that's all right. Yeah. His posture's more laid back. You know, he lounges back in the chair as much as he's able to for being an enormous lizard man. In a chair probably too small. You know, Sedaris... Oh, uh, do you prefer Sedaris, Athena, Deirdre? What should I call you? You can call me Athena, sir. Uh, Athena. Deirdre's uh, never been a great name. <laughs> you know, we never got to talk much, you and I, before. You were... Young back then, I can see you've grown plenty in that time, but Joshin took an interest in you, and you showed promise, and I respect his judgment. Too much to ignore that out of hand. I'm sure Joel would be proud. 
Oh, we can only hope. Mm. And she does say that very genuinely. I'm sure he would be. You know, Joel was a, a bit of a firecracker in his younger days. He got older and wiser. All it took was some outside influence. Point him in the right direction. Give him the tools he needed. Who did take Joel under their wing? I don't think he ever told me. Oh, you mean as a mentor? Yeah. I think he just grins and holds out his hands. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Joel and Talena both. As I said, they grew up together. Joined the regulation unit together. Well, they were spectators first. Rose up through the ranks. You know, Delegate Rasmus came to me. She said that Vaz wouldn't let her speak with you. Wouldn't let her in to see you. And she was somewhat put off by this notion. When was she trying to see me? I don't know exactly. Sometime within the last day or two. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, I guess. She feels strongly that you're not the right fit for that particular task force. And has echoed many of the concerns we've already discussed to that effect. I mean, what does she want to do with me? I hope not use me for target practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, if she did, I think you'd be pretty safe. She's a terrible shot. Mm. If I'm a bet man and I'm not, because I know I'm right on this, mm. I would say that she'd rather have you in her corner. You see, she and Joel Shin were... Mm. Closer than most, I suppose. They were colleagues. They knew each other since they were... He sort of holds out a hand and puts it low, like child age. I didn't know that. Well, I suppose it's not really common knowledge anymore, but yeah, they went way back. I think having you show up was a bit of a blast from her past as well. I think she, more than anything, feels you're lacking the proper tutelage. Hmm. Or maybe that your talents are being wasted. And I'm not inclined to disagree in this case. Well, much as I love recounting the glory days, let's focus on you for now, Sedaris. You did a lot of good back in the day. We need good now, too. And in the, in the short time you've been back, you got your fingers stuck in a whole mess of pies. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just stating fact. This task force you a member of the the Wonderbolts. She sighs and looks a little defeated at him saying that name. I know. So it's uh, it's not your favorite then. I think the task force is primed to do some very good work. Um, the name is real bad. It's so catchy though. It's a PR move, I guess. It is a PR move. You came back at, well, I won't say it's an interesting time. While it is, the situation's, uh, I think, warrants a bit more severity. The Wonderbolts is a PR move, but it might as well be holding us hostage, as I believe you've been informed. Just with Bolt's whole involvement? Bolt, and by extension... Olericorp, because, make no mistake, Bolt Bulig is a puppet, a marionette that dances so poorly on his frayed strings. But dance he does, 
and we are beholden to join that dance. I'm trying to keep him in line. I know. Um, it's hard, he's so big. I know. But that's why I've attempted to surround myself with people that can help. I see what you're trying to do, and I think sometimes there are impossible situations. There is no right answer, only the better of two bad options. And I think you've done as well a job as you can be expected to with what you've been given so far. Now, unfortunately, because Mr. Bolt Bulig is in such a position to make unreasonable demands of us and have them follow through. Did he do something while I was asleep? You mean aside from speak to every possible source he could to note his pointed lack of involvement? Hmm. Oh yes, as soon as he knew that uh, you and the other Wonderbolts were out in force, he couldn't wait to decry how he should have been there to help you. Maybe implying that it's a failure of higher offices to properly coordinate with him. Hmm, well, that sounds like an Athena job to mop up. I'm on it, sir. Here's a problem, Sedaris. This never should have been in the first place. But because he's able to make those demands, and because he seems so very happy with your assistance... I don't know that we can safely remove you from said task force yet. I'm fine on the task force. Someone's got to keep a handle on him. If he seems to like me well enough, I think that's good, right? I hope so. It's, uh... He's just kind of like a drunk bear. <laughs> I think that does get a laugh out of him, and his <laughs> laugh is is deep and rumbling. It's like a... <laughs> Well, we don't have any bears down here, but they used to. There used to be enough of them milling about. You're not wrong. The problem here is that in having you on the task force, it indirectly signals that both the regulators and one of the chief council members is supporting that endeavor. Oh. Yes. That's what they want more than anything now. Hmm. How is your grandfather doing? In your eyes. I only saw him very briefly, but he seemed to be doing well. No, it's that. But that's kind of hard for me to get a gauge on, because I've been gone for so long. No, it's again. In regards to this task force, it's my understanding that the Oculus is currently overseeing operations. Is that correct? Or at least to my knowledge. Hmm. Proctor Reitz and I also had a chat. Oh, I'm sure she had sparkling things to say. Before we get into that, what are your feelings on the Proctor? I... And please, be honest. I'm the Arbiter. Um, I didn't know Reitz that well before, you know. We did... We were regulators. I saw her at the Shard from time to time. But, uh... Every... Everybody seems to think she's doing... A good job, then I'm inclined to believe them because I haven't been around. She is, you know, a little more hostile <laughs> towards me, which I don't, maybe it's because I was close with Joel. I don't know. So you feel that she unfairly treats you with hostility? I don't know if it's unfair. There's probably stuff I'm not aware of. But she is hostile towards you. I mean, not 
physically. Your mincing words, Athena. Speak plainly, please. I I think Reitz is doing a good job. I can divorce my feelings from the matter because they don't. Not that the Proctor feels your involvement in general has led to not only results in certain circumstances, but the endangerment of citizens and the city as a whole. She has also noted this time reaches into the inside of his coat and pulls out a small piece of paper and shakes it open. Oh, pulls and... out a little pair of glasses that he puts on his... Maybe it's a monocle. It would be a monocle. He pulls out a monocle and puts it leans down and he says, Possesses great aptitude for displays of power, a strong sense of purpose, and questionable judgment. And then he puts the monocle away, folds the paper up, and puts it back in his pocket. Do you feel her assessment is accurate? Yep, 100%. And why do you feel that your judgment is questionable? The hindsight's twenty-twenty, right? Maybe there are ways I could have tackled things over the past week that would have been better. He nods at that. I, I'll be quite frank, I don't know how suited I am for heavy brain lifting puts her hands out. Heavy brain lifting? I don't know if I'm that good at detective work. I kind of have been fumbling through these last several weeks, hoping pieces would fall together and- Well, you ain't an inquisitor, Sedaris, and there shouldn't have been a task force. You're making it sound like this task force got a real job, and it don't, unless there's something I don't know about. We just sort of stumbled into a case, because Bolt was there, and once Bolt's involved, it's hard to get his fingers out of the pies, so it kind of got absorbed by us. Sure. To keep him busy, maybe. Let's have an exercise, shall we? I'd love to. Let's do some inquisiting. Okay. So the problem here is that we have a group of individuals who aren't fully trained to be digging into this sort of thing. Do you feel that's accurate, based on what you've just professed about yourself? Well, at least one of us is, but... How exactly did this task force come to be, hmm? I believe it was recommended by Regulator Lepaco. Who was the one that okayed the formation of this particular unit? (sighs) I believe it was the Proctor, but it seemed like it was a joint decision between the heads. I see. What was the purpose of forming this task force? It might have been a punishment. Ah, there it is. So, this task force, which has become so prominent in the public eye, so deeply ingrained with everything that's happening right now, occurred because your direct superior holds a grudge and decided that it would be fitting to punish you, presumably for her own amusement and vindication. Is that about right? Here's the thing, I don't know Reitz that well. I don't know why she has such a big problem with me. I'm trying to figure it out, but... What I asked you is if you thought that was correct. It seems correct, because Mm. I think you already know it is. Part of being an inquisitor is eking the truth out. 
setting things up in such a way that the information comes out organically, leading whoever you're speaking to down the path that you want them to, or drawing them to the conclusions that already exist, helping you connect the dots that you might be missing. This shouldn't have been a task force. The point of having Bolt Bulig in the first place was to keep the toppers happy. It was to placate them. To make them think that they were having some modicum of control, some influence in an organization, a structure they had no business being involved with. So they could stand by and watch that big golden idiot dance about, looking important while we dealt with the real problems. Now, it's front and center, getting more and more involved. All because the Proctor has a grudge and thought it would be a good punishment. You know who's suffering now? Everyone. Yeah. You know who's laughing? Alaricor. The Toppers. You told me she treats you unfairly in so many words. She put you on a task force with no regard for the political consequences for personal revenge or spite. That doesn't sound like a leader to me. That sounds like a child thrown a fit. I don't know enough about the situation to offer anything else. He does smile at that. I, I, I have come to learn that sometimes admitting you don't have an informed opinion is the right thing to do. I think it is when it's the truth. I'm admittedly a bit disappointed that Rasmus allowed that to go as far as it did, but maybe at times are harder than I thought if she needed the amusement as well. For what it's worth, Rasmus has been nothing but helpful to me. I trust Talene Rasmus more than most, so if she had a good reason for not stepping in, I'd be inclined to believe her, but she and I have not had that particular conversation as of yet. But I think you would benefit from interaction with our delegate. She has a lot of knowledge she can impart. And if it's not detective work you want to do, what are you more interested in? Is it silly to say I don't know? Well... I'm kind of playing catch up too, I feel like. I think that's a fine answer, and I think it's wise to take a moment and pause. Have a reprieve when you don't know what your next destination is. He sort of lets that hang. How do you feel about Oculus Vaz? He's been overseeing your task force. I know that you two worked together in passing back in the day. We'd worked together a couple times. I think he's doing the best he can. It seems, to me anyway. In your time back so far... Have you noted any disturbances in his behaviors? Anything unorthodox? Has he asked you to do or say anything that seemed out of the ordinary? She squints around like she's thinking about it. Honestly, he just seems tired. Okay, make me a spirit roll. I crit failed. Yes, uh, the Oculus said he was having trouble... Waking you from your slumber because he couldn't access your mind. 
She smiles at him. I think he cants his head a little bit at you and maybe taps his own forehead and he said, Everything feeling okay up here? Right as rain, sir. As far as I can tell. It don't really rain down here. Sort of wrong as rain, ain't it? <laughs> and his lip shifts a little bit like he's smiling. Making a goof. <laughs> a little bit more. I do miss the rain. You were up top? Oh, yes. Long time ago. Oh. She he, looks he interested. He doesn't elaborate. Do you miss the stars? I think what we got down here is pretty close, but nothing really ever matches the majesty of that ocean. Just everything blinking up there. Truly beautiful. It is. Go point a clawed finger to your headband. Mm-hmm. Fine piece of craftsmanship, hmm? Thank you. I uh, did make it myself. Well, why don't you tell me about it? Manifested it after quite a few years on the surface because, God, I just didn't want to be there anymore. <laughs> why did you manifest it? It blocks mental interference, which is mainly what was keeping me up there. That is not a lie, no? I would like to state. Sure. So you uh, created it as a recourse to free yourself? I read your report about your time in captivity. I know everything you said. Takes uh, quite a soul to survive such a thing. As she stares inquisitively at him, not really knowing where this line of questioning is leading, but she's hoping it's not dangerous waters, because mm -hmm. she just got pulled out of those. I think he lets that hang just to see if you bite, and if you don't, he'll continue. Kind of person that survives that, something sets him apart. What is it that sets you apart, Athena? Oh, I was probably just dumb enough to try to get out. Is that the same thing that Joel saw? That you were dumb enough? You know, I never really asked him. Probably should have. All too often we think of the right question at the wrong time. Hmm. Now, given everything that's happened in these last few weeks, have you reconsidered? Based on the Oculus's report of his findings, well, upon your return, you were quite adamant to return to active duty as soon as possible looks at you in your hospital bed. I'd rather be in this bed knowing that I helped some people than sitting at home not knowing what to do with myself. So you rather be in motion? Rather be in service. <laughs> motion is good, don't get, don't get me wrong, but... You'd rather be in service. What does service mean to you, Athena? Helping my city, because I can see it needs it. Probably needed it before, before, you know, too, but, it, you know, time. It does make fools of us all, but some more than others, admittedly. You want to serve your city. You want to do your duty. Is that it? Yes. Is that truth? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because as far as Athena's concerned, that's what she's doing. Just in a roundabout way. We share that in common, as I'm sure many other regulators do. Not all of us can be altruists, of course, but it is my duty, taps himself on the chest, to guard this city against any who would do it harm. 
especially from within its own borders. What is your duty, Athena, as you see it? To serve as my commanding officers see fit? To follow orders. Yep. He sort of licks his chops a little bit and sits back more abruptly, crosses his arms, Mm. folds a leg over, and he says, Now you'll forgive me, but you don't really seem like the order-following type. Now, maybe I'm just projecting a bit there, but I feel like I know an independent spirit when I see one. I'm doing my best. But you do believe in the chain of command. Yes. Do you love this city, Athena? Of course I do. This is my home. What would you do to protect our way of life? How far would you go? Are you a soldier? I'm a regulator. She lets that hang. And he smiles. Would you stand up for your beliefs, even against loved ones or those who would disagree if it meant the worst could happen. She's probably quiet for a beat too long. Mm -hmm. Not looking at him, she says yes. Is she lying? I don't know, probably. That's a fair statement. He'll let that hang there for a moment. Athena has a question. Okay. To try and divert some of this heat. Sure. You said you read my file. Were you the one that took it out from the archive? Because I went down there to look at it because I just... I don't know. There's this whole picture of me and Joel. I don't have a copy, and I just kind of wanted to see it since I got back. It was just strange, because nobody seemed to know where it was. That's a lie, right? Yes. Okay, go ahead and roll. Actually, I would like to use my adventure card. Okay, what is your adventure card? Ace, never tell me the odds. Play instead of rolling to make a trait test with a single automatic raise. Well, yes, I did read your file. I thought it would be more prudent to see what you put down on paper instead of having you rehash it for the third, fourth, fifth time. Thought it might be kinder for you, but if you have any alterations that you'd like to bring to light, I'm certainly happy to document that. No, no alterations. But I think in her brain, she's just checked off a a thing on her mental to-do list. You sit in silence after letting that hang, and then he says, I'd like to focus more on present matters. Athena, I'm sure you know even unconscious though you've been, and he points to the all the shreds of newspaper that are mm. around. It seems like you got a, a bit of a lay of the land right now. Slightly. I'd like you to tell me what happened the other night. As many details as you believe I would want you to tell me. My memory gets a little fuzzy at some point during the evening, but that's mostly because I got blown up, so I'll work up to then. Okay, so we heard some rumblings through our investigation that there might have been some kind of (laughs) smuggling going on, and we didn't think it was going to be quite as big a to-do as it turned out to be. We went stealthily, not dressed as regulators, because just the night before we found out that there was a mole in regulation, so we didn't want people who might be compromised to find out and spoil information gathering. So we were out at the lighthouse, waiting for boats to come by. We'd seen several out there, so we thought it might have been a drop point 
we what we did not expect was a boat that was just cobbled together with just a fuck ton of guys on it to show up and I I can't believe we all made it out of there quite frankly is there anything else I can tell you so while you were out there there was a bit of a light show yeah I do remember that oh tell me about it please we were in the lighthouse, and the people that came off of the boat had these glowing red eyes. And then orange moths just descended out of the fucking ether, glowing everywhere. I have no idea what we stepped into here. And you ever seen them before? There were big ol' orange eyes in the warehouse with the explosives, but I don't think they were the ones that put them there. Because how's an eye going to carry a bag? He smiles at that. That's just a leap I made that Zadal corroborated. Sure. What about the red lights? There have been some red eyes around. Killed a guy with red eyes. Seems like something that's degrading the host's brains. Just makes them crazy. Mm. And it really scares me. And she is being 100% honest about that. Sure. Fear is a natural reaction to the unknown and the unexplained. Perfectly normal. And we've been seeing a lot of unexplained things lately, haven't we? Is the city recovering from the fog? From the fog? Yeah, I think so. Good. But, uh, he gestures at the paper again. As you might have noticed, there's been a bit of a resurgence in the last day or two. Well, two days ago, to be exact. Yesterday was all quiet. Eerily so. Not a peep. Mm. So, we find ourselves in a situation where we don't really have that information yet. But we are working on it. So... Something they found when they was out of the lighthouse, out in that tunnel. Did you go in the tunnel? Did you see it? The tunnel? No. We were at the lighthouse. Hmm. Where was it? In a cove, just a couple hundred yards away. Tucked away, nestled around a corner. It was that close? It was that close. That's exactly where you want tunnels. Now we get to begin the messy business of plugging the leak. Figuring out how they came down. See if they can do it again. That's the troubling part. But currently, and this is information that hasn't gotten out to the public yet. She straightens up a little bit. I'm sure it will in due time. Among the bodies recovered, a significant portion of them have been connected to Olericor. Oh. Several others were citizens... Many others were neither, dressed in apparel generally only found on the surface. I'm sorry, I feel like my brain's still catching up, so I apologize I'm not really going in chronological order on this bad boy. The people there, if they had the red eyes, we gotta autopsy them and see if their brains are messed up. Because we keep seeing that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's popped up quite a bit in the last several days especially. There have been... Errant cases of citizens of Caldonics or 
immigrants from the surface of, for lack of a better word, going feral, savaging others in the streets. So we need to get to the bottom of what's going on. Someone made that fog. And maybe I think they're going to try and infect people again. Big picture, infect. How do you know someone made it? An educated guess? I've never seen a fog like that. Mm. I don't think anybody else has either that I asked. Mm. You got any leads? There's a guy. I saw him in Strickland's office up top when I was busting my way on out. His name is Krell. Zimian Krell. And he's involved in this somehow. That's my big lead. So I'm trying to find this little rat bastard, but I've not turned up much. Well, the name doesn't ring any bells for me, but it's worth looking into. I think so. And if we don't have anything down here, maybe they got something else topside. I mean, I know that Inquisitors have been going up there. Can we send somebody? Because hmm. I don't think anything coming through Sato Novi's cords is going to be trustworthy. Oh no, I wouldn't trust information that's been passed through a third party. But yes, we do. We could send some Inquisitors up. We could look for information on the free market. We have options. I'm just trying to get a gauge on what we know and what we don't currently. There is a name. I think it's a name. Ali Sahir. It was on a ton of these papers we found in that apartment that got blown up. First day on the job. And they're just full of these little squiggles and it looks just like what's in these people's brains. So someone's distributing these and it's probably the same interested party who wants to turn the city upside down against itself. They're trying to sow all this discontent. I don't, I don't know why. When you say the name Ali Sahir, he's more interested in that than he was when you said Zimmy and Krell. Hmm. Who would want that and why? Hmm. Arches a brow ridge at you. He's sitting in silence and he puts a clawed hand up to his chin, picking up the scales on the underside of his neck. We'll get back to that too. But we were talking about the lighthouse. You know, throughout all the investigation, some of the Inquisitors were able to determine that there are some superficial fractures in the crystal of the lighthouse. Looks like it got dinged a few times. Tried to put up barriers to protect it. I saw. That was prudent. Good thinking. It seemed necessary. I should say so. Now... How many were there again? On my team? No, the others. Oh. With the ballistics. Fuck, too many. Um, it was kind of a blur. Some of them were on all fours. Some of them were shooting guns. I think she shakes her head a little bit. 20, 30. Hmm. We managed to get quite a few of them, but I think some of them slipped off. And the bodies to prove it. It looked like it was quite a fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of them shot full of holes themselves. They didn't look like they were thinking right. The ones with the guns, I mean. Shooting their own fellows? They were just kind of firing. I see. It was a mess. Helpful mess for us, but a mess. 
Sure. I'd like you to tell me more about these eyes. There was a lot of colors of light, you said. Orange moths, red eyes. And then you mentioned there were some orange eyes at a warehouse. Bit back. I actually filed that a couple weeks ago in my report. I read it. Came out of nowhere. Right in the ceiling, the walls. And they disappeared in a, a flurry of moths. Mm. And the moths came back at the lighthouse. Do you see the eyes there? Not the orange ones, but, I mean, <laughs> everybody saw the glow. Do you see any similarities between the two? The red and the orange? Yes. They're both taking people over one way or another, but they don't seem to be on the same team, necessarily. They seem a bit at odds, which I don't understand, but is helpful for us for now. What do you think they're connected to, if you had to guess? All this started not too long ago. A couple of weeks, maybe. Well, I know some of them had interests in turning off the fans. I think we can surmise that that is likely related to this, as you believe, manufactured fog. But, um, there seemed to be a clash there before we even arrived. Wasn't able to suss out much about that as it was a very time-sensitive situation. No other colors, nothing like that. Well, Regulator Nima has some, well, had some purple about her. And did you file a report as far as that was concerned? I don't like, think she had time, but I assume maybe Reitz or Rasmus handled that one. Any leads as far as that one goes? think she might have been working with Alara Corp. As a... Oh, what did she call herself? A facilitator. She thought that the city could be more, and she didn't like what was happening to it, so she took matters into her own hands, and things went very poorly. So you can see I'm quite incentivized to work within my chain of command. Well, um... I certainly don't disagree that this city could be more, but uh, the methodology leaves something to be desired. Turns out she was telling people um, about where Tuca was so they could come and, you know, try to kill her. And I know that was a regulation issue that may not be quite as much of an issue anymore. Roth's eyes narrow a bit at that. Hmm. For whatever that's worth. Well, it could be worth her life. There are probably other people still reporting on her movements, but... Assuming they know where she is... Who was all out there? How many of y'all were there? Just doing math. You can just give me names, that's fine too. I, it was every everyone on the task force, but Bolt, I'm fairly sure. So that'd be you, Roja, Sekapavi, mm-hmm. Zidol, is that it? Yes, she says more confidently as she's trying to think through her numbers. We were going to bring Tuca on, but she hadn't been quite caught up on the case as a whole, and we wanted to give her time to get familiar with the materials. I don't even know if Balt got through that paperwork. Oh, well. And he reaches inside his coat again and produces another piece of paper that he unfolds, like, much more carefully, and you see that it is just, like, this crumpled ball. It's it's obviously a form, but it's, like, Mm -hmm. super crumpled and messy, and he spends maybe an exaggerated amount of time trying to like flatten it out. Athena's looking at this form horrified. 
scrawled. It's like written in pink marker. Uh, yes, I, uh, I received that particular memo. It looks like it. Holds it up there. Well, I hope she's all right. She put in some personal time. Oh. The day after, so hopefully everything's all right, but I'm sure she will be. Yeah, I hope so. I really, I really like Tuka. She seems really, really nice. She's a very talented young woman. I know Lizeth would be very upset if anything had happened to her. She bites her lips so hard. Have you met the Kassar before? Oh, no. <laughs> Not really. Oh, you seen her perform? Yeah. Oh, she's she's very talented. She's amazing. She's quite a conversationalist. Oh, hopefully you get the chance to speak with her, but I imagine that can't be too hard now that your acquaintances with her. He sort of waves an airy hand in the air. Maybe, I don't know, ward foster daughter or something like that. And, you know, she sits on a council with your grandfather. Is it silly to be a little nervous about that? I think I'm just a little starstruck. <laughs> I don't think there's any reason that you need to be nervous, but I know it's always a little bit daunting to meet someone you look up to. Nods. She's a charming woman. I'm sure she'd be happy to speak with you. Oh, maybe. She scratches her neck. Mm -hmm. So, no Tuka. No. And uh, you said that uh, in the course of your investigation, you found out about some smuggling. Where did that come up? I mean, there were explosives in the warehouse. We still don't know how they got them in. But if I'm looking at this paper right, and she, like, fluffs the shreds in her lap, looks like probably that tunnel. And we still don't know what those explosives were for. Mm. Which is exceedingly worrying. Do you like puzzles, Athena? I used to do them with Joel. I always looked for the corner pieces first, and that's <laughs> about as far as I got. Well, that's not a bad strategy. Call this more of a mental exercise. Let's pretend for just a moment. Hypothetical, of course. Let's say that our city has been infiltrated by a hostile power or a hostile presence. Maybe multiple powers or presences. One of them seems to get stronger the more folk know about it. One of them's in plain sight. How would you go about limiting that spread? Take one of them out, you make a power vacuum. Another one steps forward, you can get them too, maybe? Mm -hmm. I'm not great at chess or anything. At least one of them is Cloak and Dagger. Works in the shadows. Targets individuals selectively through cat's paws and subterfuge. You know what a cat's paw is? It's, a, it's an old turn of phrase, a figure of speech. It means um, it's a diversionary tactic. Using someone as a middleman, an intermediary, an agent that can't easily be traced back to you. Doesn't seem like a bad way to go about business. It's not, and that's why it's such a common tactic. Trickery, smoke and mirrors. Maybe even mind control. Mm. Do you know much about psionics, Athena? Honestly, I don't know a lot about psionics. Grown up, my parents didn't quite know which way I was going to go in that regard. But it turns out, far more linked than psionics. Ah, uh, yes, you were. Uh, your father's or your mother's 
No, no, I'm sorry. Your father's veil, your mother was over it. I know your grandfather was quite accomplished. Um, your grandmother, I admit I don't know her too well, uh, but I believe she's veil too, yes? Yeah. Hmm. Jax Davith was a psionic too, of course. Most powerful I've ever seen, as a matter of fact. He was uh, efficient, ultimately unlikable to most people. Why is that? Acted first, dealt with consequences later. Hmm. Can I tell you something? Yes. I hated that man. Really? Pompous, arrogant, but damn it all, he wasn't right more than I care to admit. Hmm. Now he's gone to the surface, along with Joel, and uh, our leadership is in desperate need. Olette Reitz, for all her positives, is failing at a critical juncture at the most idiotic, superficial things. Acting in a way I never seen her act. Doing stupid things she should be too smart for. Silas Vaz is no Jex Davith. He lacks the conviction necessary to do what needs to be done. Do you know where Joel Shin is, Athena? I wish I did. What about Jax? No. There's a shift in his posture, a slight deflation, you know, and he eases back a little bit and he says, uh, Well, it's a damn shame you don't know where either of them are. We could use the help, but uh, we were talking about psionics. Did you know that the mind, as strong as it is, if it's bent, molded, broken enough, or strong enough, after a time, a damage can be irreversible. Memories gone, thoughts altered, just about anything you could imagine. I'd surely believe someone with your history and what you've been through to understand that point. A bit closer to home than most. Sort of terrifying, isn't it? Yes. Well, one individual, and he holds up clawed finger, to have that much power over his fellows, it's an awesome responsibility. One that few can truly be trusted with. Makes sense. Now, luckily, one would have to be a mighty powerful psionic to acquire such abilities. Now, usually it's your standard fare. You know, help folk relax, put them to sleep, talk mind to mind, make people see things, hear things, that sort of thing. Temporary missions. Very few can do the real troubling stuff. But they're out there, and we try to know who can do what. That's part of what Inquisitors do. Why we try to get as many of the powerful psionics working for us. On the inside. Easier to keep an eye on them, too. What would happen if such a person went rogue? Said Ares. Had all the secrets, all the knowledge. Knew how to use them. How would you fight such a foe? With incredible difficulty. If you're talking about Silas, though, I trust him with my life. Arches a brow ridge at you and says, Now why would your mind go to Silas for that? I mean, we're talking about powerful psionics, and he's the most powerful man I know. With your life? Absolutely. 
I never had the impression that you and Silas were that close, Athena. He's the first person to welcome me back onto the force, as it were. Well, besides Rosha. But a life trust and bond developed in such a short span of time. Oh, stress can do funny things. Yeah, that much is true. Hypothetically speaking, I think she leans in a little closer and speaks very low. Do you think Jex went rogue? His brows furrow at that. Jex was a pain in my ass, but I never had any reason to believe that he did anything other than what he needed to to keep the city safe. Now he's gone, that's weird enough. I can't find him, but he's a man who wouldn't easily be found if he didn't want that to be the case. Hmm. I have no idea. Looks away and, you know, pensive, thoughtful. You alright? I appreciate your concern. She gives him a little smile. We were talking about enemies, hypothetical situations. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, imagine that one or more of these enemies had months, years, decades maybe, of time to infiltrate and insert themselves into every facet of society. Through Alaricorp? Sure. How do you get rid of them? Start cutting off their lifelines? I know we don't have ticks down here, but gotta just burn them off at their head as soon as they show up. Except the ticks we got now are so gorged they can barely move. Should be easier to find them, though. Roth narrows his eyes a bit, and it's sort of both a hardening of his features and there's also a hint of surprise there. Hmm. But he continues. Why do you think I'm telling you all this, Athena? Why do you think we're here having this conversation? Well, I did think it was a bit odd for you to show up. I'm not exactly a a high-tier regulator. But if I um, had to voice a suspicion, it's that you want me working on something. It gives you that toothy smile. I see you can put puzzles together yourself after all. Well, there weren't so many pieces to this one. Yeah, that much is true. Puzzles are fun and all, but uh, the tougher ones can get a bit tiring. Sometimes you just gotta come back and look at it later, or you're bound to throw up your hands and quit, or make a bad guess. And sometimes a missing piece falls into your lap, and you gotta see where it fits. Then everything falls into place. You know what I mean? She leans a little closer to him. Am I the missing piece? Is that me? I think there's just a very slow blink. (sighs) You know, Joel Shin wasn't much for subtlety either. It was simultaneously one of his best and worst qualities. Something you seem to have inherited. I think I just always had it. Mm-hmm. So you never heard from Joel either? No. No one has, as far as I can tell. And I've looked. I don't know where he is. Either doesn't want to be found, or there's nothing to find. And there's a bit of a growl in there, and his teeth are bared a little bit more. 
Her eyebrows knit very concerned. But she, I don't know if she's looking at him right now. I don't think he's looking at you when he says that. I mean, the surface seems pretty rough and tumble all over, but if anyone's fine up there, it'd be Joel. And I think that really hurts in her heart when she says it, because he would have been. Yeah. Roth just nods a little bit, but doesn't say anything. I ain't sure where you fit into all this, Athena. There's just a lot going on that don't add up. Things happened in the last couple of weeks, specifically. You showing up. These multicolored eyes. Seems like everything you've been involved in turned out alright, or at least you weren't directly at fault for it. But you can't deny you've been surrounded by negativity, odd circumstance. That's what I keep hearing. When all you hear are echoes, means there's only one sound. She nods very slowly at that. Like, that's not really something she'd considered. Now, like I said, I'm not a betting man. But it's unlikely the mole is you. It wouldn't make much sense. Would have been way easier to have you undermine things. And I can't imagine why they'd want you looking good. And you don't look good. So... It's sort of a quagmire that don't add up one way or the other. Mm. I think that's all she can say. She's very stressed. We've talked about discontent. Why would anyone want that? Who would want that, do you think? I think that list is getting longer. I don't disagree. It's easier to take from folks who are disorganized. True enough. I don't trust you, Sedaris. I just don't know where you fall. And he looks at you hard and then taps his forehead, sort of right where your band is. Mm -hmm. Some tells me you know a bit more than you're letting on. You think about that. Think about how much time you have to consider. Things are in motion. I think that much is clear. Yeah, it seems that way, the more we're talking. Sedaris, you've been real careful not to take any sort of stance, especially when it comes to your superiors. And I can appreciate diplomacy, but what I need is people of action, decisiveness, boldness. I must say, uh, part of me expected such fumbling from Darius Sedella's granddaughter, but it's still a bit disappointing. Do you know what that means? I'd love it if you would enlighten me. It means that either you're hiding something, or you really are this. I read your file. I know what happened on the surface. Now, I might not be an Inquisitor, but I am the Arbiter. And I gotta say, something don't quite add up. Now, like I said earlier, my duty is to protect this city from within and without. Be part of the solution, not the problem. It's difficult enough to ensure the safety and prosperity of our citizens when everyone seems to be hiding something. Make no mistake, I will rip 
the corruption out by the root, along with every pathetic strand clinging to it, if that's what it takes. A lot of things have changed in the last seven years. Most notably, O'Lara Corp's involvement in our city. Can't say I haven't noticed it, as my aunt seems to be directly involved with it. Well, not just your aunt. Glad my grandma. Not just your grandma. Oh. You ever wonder how they got this much control in such a short period of time? How many council seats are there, Athena? Well, there were three. How many now? Five. Right. How exactly did that happen? I think he just stares at you. At first it was an emergency measure, and then they kept gaining traction because they were winning majority votes. Hmm. Your granddaddy voting with them. I did not know that. I figured as much. So why would he be doing that? That is an excellent question. So, my job for you, top secret, no one else knows about it, although I'm sure plenty could infer it, find out why your granddaddy is O'Lara Corp's lapdog. What leash is Zadar tugging him along by? I get to stand by and watch, helpless and impotent, as he votes our city's rights and freedoms away. Athena looks genuinely angry right now. Mm -hmm. Eyes are maybe even glowing a little bit. I'm going to ask you to roll spirit to maintain control. Otherwise, maybe they'll flicker purple. Ooh. Good on you having emotions, Athena. <laughs> or It was innocent enough to begin with. They had resources we needed. Desperately. But now we don't need them no more. And yet the votes continue to slide in their direction. And the people haven't seemed to pick up on this as much as they should have, because the news is under their control as well. Even the Cold Chronicle is starting to fall for their nonsense. Yeah, I noticed that. Little by little, freedoms are being stripped back, taken away, as foreigners come down into our home and take them. All the while, our people smile, and they say, yes, please, more, thank you. They don't know what they need. Long term, they can't think past what's right in front of them anymore. Well, if I, um, if I would have known about that, I would have asked him quite a bit about that at dinner a couple weeks ago. He doesn't seem too proud of it himself because he doesn't go flaunting it. Which means he knows what he's doing. Which begs the question, why? Help him remember what we stand for. Athena, I asked you earlier if you were willing to do what's necessary to stand for your beliefs, even against those you love, in the face of adversity. Because there are those who won't tolerate it for much longer. And he points again at the newspaper that's shredded nearby. I think you're beginning to see that. Yeah. Maybe we should go with your solution from earlier, hmm? Which one? Burning off heads. Ticks, was it? And she purses her lips pretty hard 
I don't think there are lips visible, just a line. Hmm. Worst case scenario, if the people rise up and demand action, this could quite easily be labeled as treason. Mm-hmm. Now, I hope I'm speaking in hyperbole here. I don't know where you fall on this, Sedaris. Into all of this, Joel Shin and Jex Davith would do what they had to do to save the city they loved. Do you have the conviction to be great? To be what the people need you to be? I don't know anything about being great, but I'll do what needs to get done. Because this is my home and I'm not going to let this happen. When I can actually do something about it. He nods to that. He starts to stand up. There's a lot moving behind the scenes. More than any one person can keep their eyes on. That's why we have one big eye. He holds up his finger. The Oculus Sedaris. Got that. The political climate being what it is. Sedaris, you get swept up in something bad. It makes your granddaddy look bad, too. And if your granddaddy becomes a problem and the people want to get rid of him, then maybe all this gets swept away. Now, that might be easier for me, but I don't think it would be the right thing. I appreciate that. Well, best make it right, or it's gonna be easy. Hmm. Because there ain't no one person that's more important than all of us. I have my orders. Anything else? Should I resume day-to-day as normal? For now. I haven't decided what to do with Silas and the rest of your team yet. Ill-formed though it was. I know the Oculus has certain extracurricular activities. Makes me wonder who else does too. And to what end. Hmm. Arches a brow at you and he says, There's a charade going on, Sedaris. I don't know who's leading it yet or what exactly is going on behind those scenes. Maybe it's you. Are you willing to fold protecting someone else who don't have your best interest at all? Whose agenda are you serving? Is it duty? Is it loyalty? Aren't those kind of the same? If no. the loyalty is to the thing you have a duty to? Well, perhaps. World ain't black and white, Sedaris. But yes, you have your orders. You can hear the sound of uh, running footsteps outside the door. Oh. And then the door is thrown open, and standing in the doorway is Silas, who looks out of breath and very wide-eyed as he looks and sees you and then sees Roth and then looks back to you and then back to Roth. Takes a moment to collect himself, but doesn't go further into the room. Right. Oh, my apologies. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Athena just looks at Arbiter Roth. Roth looks at you, close eyes on you, and then he shifts a little bit and is looking more at Silas and he says, Oh, not to worry, Silas. No interruption. I just happened to be in the area and uh, stumbled by when Regulator Sedaris regained consciousness. There's another beat of silence as Silas just like stands there looking between you two. Oh, very good. I'm relieved you're awake, Athena. Yeah, me too. Do you want to 
come in. There's some water here. Oh, um. And I he, think she's pouring him a glass from her bedside <laughs> table and just offers it out to him. Yeah, he, he sort of stands there with his mouth open for just a moment before he says, If I'm not intruding, of course. No, not at all. Why don't you take a moment to speak with your task force member and we can catch up at a different time. He gives Silas a very big smile. Big and toothy. Big and toothy. He takes a few steps back towards the door with a slight clicking of his foot claws on the ground because he's not wearing shoes. He's got right, why would he? Feet. He also pauses at the door and turns back and he says, Athena, it's, it's been a pleasure and uh, I hope I get to interact with you more in the future and I certainly appreciate your candid honesty. I'm sure it'll help save lives. We can only hope. Thank you for your time. Mm. Arbiter um, Roth. He places his hand on the doorknob, pauses, and as he's standing there, there's a tremor. You can feel just a very faint rumbling, and then it starts to pick up intensity to the point where the room itself is rattling like the stuff around you is, is shaking. Athena's looking around extremely concerned. And Roth turns his shoulder to look at both of you, and the rumbling just stops instantly. You hear that? And he points a finger at the ceiling. That's the foundation of a way of life crumbling. And if it does, we're all bound to get buried. Or maybe it was just a train. Who knows? And then he... Oh, who knows? Gives you a toothy smile. Cants his head just a little bit and then looks over to Silas and the grin widens a little bit. Keep your head in the game. Oculus. Closes the door and disappears. I think she immediately falls back onto her pillow like... Silas's hand is shaking a little bit as he's picking up the glass and taking a long drink. Fun fact, so are hers. Yeah, and he chugs an entire glass of water and then is sort of panting right after that, and he says, What did you tell him? Only the necessities. Tuca was never there. We went out to the island. I think he shuts his eyes at that, and his head sags just a little bit. Oh, fucking Silas, what did you say? I told him that... The situation was ongoing, and I don't have all the information yet, because whatever the orange lights were created some kind of interference. It's making it more difficult to discern the truth. I've been stalling for two days. Sorry I couldn't wake up faster. Yes, it's been very inconvenient. Yeah, sorry. He shakes his head and slumps into that same chair. I have been out at the lighthouse and in the cavern, using all of my current resources and energy to mask our presence as much as possible. We don't know where Tuka is, and your associate from the surface appears to be missing in action as well. I don't know where they are, but I know how to find them. He looks over at you and arches an eyebrow and says, Good. And he, he looks just fucking wrecked. Like, worse than you've seen him. Like, this is... Silas has been progressively worse since you've come back, but this is possibly the worst you've seen him so far. 
He's not like manic, but he has just got the deepest bags under his eyes. It is an inquisitor's job to dig for information. It's not impossible to hide things. Luckily, most of our story can still remain the truth with smaller missions and small concealments from my part. That's kind of what I was figuring too. I've been debriefed on the situation already, or at least what transpired by Zidol and Roja. And Pavi, of course. Harlan Troya. He asks it to you as a question. Oh, he's very dead. There was no imprint left. Nothing? The, the, your associate said there was some sort of explosion. And, of course, everyone on the shores saw it as well. Yeah, I was in it. Thought I took the kill shot. I think I did. But he sort of exuded this black cloud so I went into it to make sure he was good and dead and then he he told me something about regards give his regards to someone Latora she says trying to remember herself Latora maybe didn't mean anything to me his his brows furrow and he shakes his head I don't recognize the name but we'll add it to the list. Uh, yeah, and then he, um... I guess he blew up. Well, your guess is better than mine at this point. I've found no trace of him. Honestly, good. Hmm. Good. Agreed. One less thorn on our side, one less terrorist trying to destroy the city. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you're awake. I couldn't... He waffles his hand around his forehead... I couldn't check on you. I fear the worst. Sorry to worry. It's quite all right. I just assumed you'd be able to break in when you needed to, like before. Mm. Athena, things are... Well, they've been better. They've probably been worse. At least the city isn't on fire or filled with whatever that smog was. But there have been attacks. It's communicable. What is? They were priming the city. This was a test run. He's gonna try... Well, not him, but... Someone's gonna try and infect the whole city. Just everything. With red. His eyes widen at that. Not everybody's gonna be able to compartmentalize it as well as Harlan Troya, king son of a bitch. That's why these people have been going crazy, is because it just eats their brain because they can't handle it. So, we gotta find this fucker. I don't know who he is. Might be a girl, might be a guy, some Karnak. Foggy little bastard help make the fog. I don't know who they are, but I'm gonna fucking find them. That needs to be our next step. If this is simply a test run, I balk at the thought of what the actual... He trails off, looking worried and exhausted. Puts a hand up to his face as he's thinking. Thali Sahir, it's a person. It's a, it's a, a shadow man. His eyes widen a little bit. Shadow man. Troya said he's just a normal height dude made of shadows with red eyes, and he. Wants to get his name out there, and how better to do that than writing it on a bunch of papers that makes people crazy? It's disturbing. 
Nima said um, he's new and he wants recognition. He wants power to be known. I don't quite know what to make of that. There's one thing you can count on for fanatics who want recognition. It's that they're always thinking on a grander scale. So you can be sure whatever the next move is is going to be big. So let's just cripple him best we can right now. We need to go talk to that guy. Well, I mean, I guess he's probably not talking much. Who? The Nakir in the cell. Sproge has been keeping him under. No, but you are right. He hasn't been talking, but he appears quite sane. Really? Yes. He was slavering, ravening, mad, thrashing about for, I don't know, a day, however long you had him here. Then, after the explosion, I suppose it continued for a bit after that, according to the guards, but within the last day or so, he certainly calmed down. Do you think Troya was a hot spot for this energy? Take him away and it's the influence is less? That seems possible. I, this is new territory, I don't know, but did you find anything out from him about his capabilities, what he could do, anything? Troya? Would, yes. It would help us to determine what he has been doing and what might be yet to come or what his associates might be capable of. Oh, boy. If there are any. He, um, in addition to being a psionic, he could just dissolve things straight through metal. That's actually what goofed him a bit in the end, funnily enough. He... He was working for Olivier before he worked at the casino. Said she was impossible. (laughs) Just an impossible woman. Very bossy. Hmm. The explosives were for her in the warehouse. Didn't find out what they were for, but she didn't get them. She probably just blew up the apartment with half of it, though, right? It seems likely, given what we've put together, or what you've put together. Why? Why would she be helping? Mm. We're still missing pieces that we don't know we're missing. I don't know. But the the Nakir, yes, if he was a a hot spot, as you called it, certainly if he was broadcasting a signal or energy source or something like that, it it could be problematic. It's hard to say. When Troy, I think he had a pretty good grip on his people while he was alive, but if people with red eyes have just been tearing through the streets hurting people. Maybe it's because they didn't have him tethering them to something or other. God, I don't know. It seems a logical leap to me. So you take out the source and the rest lose control, I suppose? I don't don't know. Maybe they're just the ones that are crazy can be commanded by a lieutenant. It's possible. Certainly. Or maybe it's just because he had psionics. Maybe both. Well, at any rate, I'm glad you're awake. And, um, 
be careful around Fodi's wrath, Athena. Oh no, I definitely got that vibe. I can't see into his mind either. Hmm. Not anymore. Taps the top of her head. He gives you a slow nod. It's a recent addition. Within the last several months. I don't know why. How? Well, he's a psychologist and a connect boot. I assume it's similar to what you did. I know you got a lot on your shoulders right now, and your head is kind of on a swivel, but you should know that the Arbiter is suspicious of seemingly all of the heads of regulation. So, for whatever that's worth... Seems we have that much in common then, doesn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. He has the... And he taps his head. That's new. So we had it a couple of weeks now. Strange timing, isn't it? A lot of things certainly seem to be falling together. But I don't know why. He was, um, like the others. There was evidence of something. I don't know. It wasn't me. I tried to see. I tried to access it to tamper, I suppose. See if I could unravel it, but... As soon as I tried, it was, um... He sort of drains a shade, shakes his head a little bit. I, regardless, it, I was able to dial it back in to reverse what I was attempting. What did it do to you? To me? Or to him? To them? It, it, it was a... There was something irregular, and I tried to get more information, but as soon as I did, it was like a built-in trigger, and he turned on me, and I very nearly... I don't know. It could have been much far worse. What did he do to you? Nothing. I managed to revert it and stop the trigger, I suppose. Roll me a notice. Minus two. Nine success with the raise when you ask him that question his response is pretty quick but there's a stutter there like he starts to respond and then he pauses and then he continues responding hey silas yes are you bullshitting me no why would i be lying about this i don't know it's kind of been a weird morning is it morning um maybe pulls out a little watch i think it's morning unless my watch is broken be the first time. Did you know that Roth just fucking hated Jax? I didn't know explicitly, but I I know they weren't bosom friends. Although I don't know that Jax Davith had any bosom friends. Now he sort of got like a thinking face on. What was his deal? Jax? Yeah. He was exceptional in many, many ways. But he didn't allocate much patience for others. He was direct with solutions. If he thought he was right, he was right. And there was little sense arguing with him. He was, um, infuriating, really. Sounds hard. It was, but I suppose it was partially easier because he was right a lot of the time. I can probably think of one time he wasn't. She looks really hard at him. Purses his lips but nods. Yes. No one is infallible. I wish we knew why. We might never know. We might not, but I can't help but wonder what 
What did he know about Joel that we didn't? Roth went up to look for him. Both of them to the surface, apparently. Roth did. Couldn't find him. Wonder why. He bites his lip. Thalassica did some digging for me. And Jex never left the city. No record of it. But I guess there wasn't anyone I left either, so... Hmm. That hardly means he's not gone, but given what we do know, slightly more problematic. How tired does he look? Probably the most tired you've ever seen him. She would normally go to, like, slap a, a buddy on a bicep to get their attention, but she thinks he might just crumble into dust if she touches him. <laughs> <laughs> Silas, I know this is a weird, a weird offer, and I'm going to lay it out for you. You look pretty bad. So if you need to get a good night's sleep, come on over to our apartment. We have a couch. We'll make sure nobody tries to kill you so you can sleep. Because it's going to start affecting your work. When you first start talking, he looks exceptionally irritated. Just super grumpy, super pissed off that you're even wasting time talking about this. But by the end of the sentence, he just looks tired again. There's too much to be done, Athena. Yeah, but you can't do it. She leaves that hang and puts her hands out. And if I don't... I think you can allocate enough time to take a power nap. If you want someone outside your door, just let us know. We need to get you in a less suspicious looking state. Because people have been noticing. And they've been coming to me about it. And I've been covering for you as best I can. But we need to get you right. He does look a bit more concerned at that. Who's been coming to you? Everybody knows you look tired. It's been an exceptionally hard time for you, and I want to help. So, you got a task force, we'll watch you. Make sure you can get rest, because you need it. Roll Persuade, and this is going to be at a minus two. Hmm. Eight. Success with the raise. It looks like he's sort of bubbling up, getting ready to be angry, and then he just deflates and sighs and slumps in the chair. I'm so tired. I know. I can tell. Very well. Yes, you're probably right. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Even a broken clock is right twice a day. Incredibly flattering. Thank you. Mm. Absent-mindedly nods and then starts to rub the bridge of his nose under his glasses. Now, I asked you this a while ago and you were very cagey about it. But I'm suspecting that's because there was all this brain stuff going on that I didn't know about. But man, I need to know what those orange eyes talk to you about. I would like you to make a persuasion at minus four. Okay. Minus four, you say? Yeah. That's still a, a six. Six is a success. Okay. It's these new purple dice that I've been incorporating into my pool have been helping me out. Mm. Maybe. At a cost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a very long pause, and his posture doesn't change much, and it's almost like he doesn't react to you having spoken, like he didn't hear you. And then he does finally speak. It told me it might not be able to save me again, and that 
We only had so much time before they were back. And then it left. It disappeared. And I've seen it in passing glances. Looking up, seeing a flicker of orange. Like a phantasm. These damn moths. Yes. So, do you know what it saved you from? Was it the assassin? Well, one of the assassins? I can only presume. I don't know. I don't remember anything. That'll have to do, I guess. <laughs> At least it's not inherently malicious. I've tried to find it, to speak with it. Anywhere. Bob's her head back and forth like, yeah, fair. Shows when it chooses to. It disappears just as quickly. I can't fly. I can't force it to stay in one place. Have you ever felt like it's trying to lead you somewhere? No, not at all. It's actively trying to stay away from me, really. Does it feel like anything when it's around? What do you mean? Just in your gut. No, I didn't think so. It feels like a strange presence. It has a... It has a mind. Alien. Strange. I couldn't... That one time I was close enough, I wasn't strong enough to do anything. And when I awoke and it was there, I had no physical wounds. Said it had saved me, but I don't know. So you blacked out, you woke up, and it was there? I don't know. I woke up and it was there. I can't remember. I can't remember. I guess don't worry about it too much. I'm just curious. He nods in a sort of a, a dazed way. So you let me know when you need a nap, but I have to go soon to find out where Tuke is and mop up the rest of this situation on the outside. Well, if you're going to be busy, then obviously I can't go to sleep, can I? Well, Roja's still here and she is quite adept. Yes, that's true. I'll go and speak with her. You trust us, right? What? Us, this, we got you. I hope you know. He nods slowly and he says, yes, of course. Can I see if, he, if he's telling the truth? Sure, God. Very curious. Spirit roll. Mm, four. Seems like he's telling the truth. I'm just going to assume uh, that in any in-between time, like you filled him in on... Basically everything that happened, unless you're specifically omitting things. Yeah, she's filled him in on everything that's happened at the island, 100%. She has not told him about her special new mission from the Arbiter. Are there any clothes in this room for Athena to wear? Did Uh, somebody drop clothes off for her, maybe even from her locker in the room? Maybe you had a spare set of clothes in your locker just at the the spire for changing out and stuff like that or Pavi could have brought something by nice I think she slips into that fresh stuff but still has not had a bath for two days so is feeling kind of grimy but she has a really nice braid in her hair and she she's feeling it she's feeling that nice Athena would ask Silas if he knew where it all was I don't know Athena he's um out and about maybe he's not on a personal day but I give him a large amount of autonomy to do work as he sees fit, so if I had to guess, he's probably wandering the city somewhere right now. I guess I'll see him eventually. I'm sure you will. Well, good talk. Uh, yeah, Athena's just gonna leave, I guess. So you're gonna leave, and Silas will go talk to Roja? Yeah, Athena would like to be invisible to leave. 
because she does not want to be talked to or bothered. Okay. Um, and she just wants to get out of there without prying eyes. Just casting it normally, it lasts for a minute, and then it only costs one power point to renew it for that same duration. So, like, your pool is, what, like 15 to 20 right now? 15. You can easily get out of the spire by expending a couple of power points. Good. Probably, cool. like, seven or eight. I'm not going to make you roll for it, just because... Oh, thank you. She actually just crunches up some of her bracer, because these, these jeans don't have pocket sand in them, so she had to make her own. Pocket sand, And she blows it into the air around herself and it whips around and she just dissolves slowly into a nothingness. You can make your way out of the spire. Activity here is there's a strange energy. It's not as jam-packed as like during the fog stuff. Like it's not full-on panic mode. It appears to be quieter but people are not as talkative as they have been. So mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of people but it's eerily silent. Gotcha. Just like the rustling of pages as people read the newspaper, occasional coughs, sniffles, hushed whispers and talking, but pretty subdued. Uh, yeah, Athena's just gonna leave, I guess. Decloak a little ways away from the spire, maybe. Okay. Right down the- Like, I mean, I know it's just a main, like, section that connects her to the hub, but the hub is where she'd be going. Yeah, it's easy enough. You can decloak, and what are you doing from there? Athena wants to go to Escarglow, check on her parents. Yep, you get to the hub and you hop on the highway. It's only one stop away where you can get off at the next station. It's a straight shot there. Get a nice little vista of the city in the morning. Nothing really looks different. Quieter, less smoky than it has been the last couple of days. Well, that's good. Maybe eerily quiet based on how you normally know it to be. But you get off at the stop and you're able to make your way through the streets to Escarglow without too much trouble. It looks like the Mobius Strips business has not been negatively impacted, as there are plenty of patrons inside, and as it's probably mid-morning, Escarglow is not currently open. The chime of the door echoes through the empty restaurant as you enter. Anybody in there? Lights are on. It looks like uh, there's movement in the back. Clint pushes through the swing door with a porthole in it, holding a tray of vegetables. And your father, Clintero Clint... Sedaris. He's Vel with pale skin. He's tall and wiry, salt and pepper hair, a thick, bushy black mustache, say more watery blue eyes, and a small earring in one ear. The lazy smile most of the time. Hmm. And maybe sees you and breaks into a wide smile and puts everything down really quick and hustles out to see you. She just gives him a really big hug immediately. Clint throws his arms around you and gives you just a, a nice tight hug. Maybe moves back and forth a little bit as he squeezes you. Oh, I'm so glad you're all right. Yeah, I didn't mean to worry you guys. Oh, well, you know, slide of work. It's uh, sort of a constant thing, but uh, just with everything going on, it's, we were just glad to know that you're okay. Yeah, it did. Um, I'm, I'm glad, glad Pobby got you guys some, but it should have been me. I'm sorry. Athena, it's it's okay. I mean, one of you came. That's that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we know she came because you couldn't. But that's bad that I couldn't. I oh. was really worried. Sometimes the city needs you more than your parents do. Shakes her head and looks at the floor. Hey, it's okay. He takes your hand and he squeezes. We do. You know, we were told pretty early that you were you were doing okay and 
you were just resting and, uh, you know, your uh, grandfather and your grandmother uh, had heard that you were involved, but unconscious, couldn't get in to see you. But then the Arbiter himself uh, comes to speak with us yesterday, and uh, <sighs> we didn't know what to think. Yeah, right? It was, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was different. What did he ask you about? Weirder questions, now that you're mentioning it. Mostly just... Weird? Uh, well, I mean, after this long, to show an interest, it was kind of weird. Like, uh, he asked if, you know, you'd been acting any different since you got back, if there was anything that they should uh, keep an eye out for, you know, just because everything you'd gone through. And, mm. you know, we didn't really want to get into it. We said you'd been fine, and he was happy to hear that. Said you had a, a couple of scars, but you seemed like the same Athena that we always loved. Oh man, she might start crying. That one hit her pretty hard. Oh, I think he, if she does, I, I think he just smiles and hugs her again and just does some shh. Does he like her braid? This is new. Yep, uh, Rosha did it for me. Is shh. it nice? Is it is it a good look? It's very cute. It's different. I mean, I'm, I'm amazed that she could wrangle all that together. God, I, I know. <laughs> I always tried, but I never could. Uh, sorry, I was bad with your hair. Me too. I just put it in a ponytail. I can't even get a brush through it sometimes. Just shrugs. It's true. Well, you've got your mother's hair. Is she okay? I know that's kind of a nebulous, bad question to ask. Yeah, he opens his mouth and then you finish the thought and he smiles sadly. She's as good as ever. You know, she, uh, she doesn't, uh, she doesn't get worked up quite the way she used to, you know, so... You know, she was still worried for you and scared and sad, but she gets over things quicker. It's like, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't affect her as much, you know? Is that good? And he purses his lips and looks sad. I don't think anything about your mother's condition is good, Athena. I think it's, uh, I hope it's just something that could get better. That she could learn how to push through or, I don't know. Rosha said she might be able to help. But mom's never asked, so... He furrows his brows at that and says, I'll, uh, I'll talk to her. I'll see, uh, I'll see about it. That would make me feel better. Yeah. I think she rubs at her weepy, sleepy eyes. <laughs> she wants to help cut vegetables for a while. He'll lead you back. <laughs> is about to hand you a knife to cut the vegetables that he just brought out and then pauses and says, wait here a second. And then runs to the back and comes out with like a second tray of vegetables that don't look as good. Don't look as good. <laughs> <laughs> these, these don't look quite as good. She makes an okay symbol with mm -hmm. her hand and nods. So I know you, you you can't really talk about everything that's going on. I know how that goes, but you know if you need anything, we're always here for you. I think she she nods before responding and just says, "Oh, just being here with you is good enough, more than enough." More than good enough. Gotcha. Yep. <laughs> chop, chop, chop. It was pretty weird what happened. I know I can't talk about a lot of it. You getting a vibe for what people are saying when they come in? I assume people have been talking about it. It's all over the news, Athena. Well, that too. There was definitely explosions and there was definitely gunfire. It seems like it was toppers, but I mean... What else is new? Toppers are bad news. Nothing that going around. We don't need more of it. Toppers aren't all bad. 
Well, sure, but the ones that are coming down here make our lives worse. Maybe Slugstone's got a point. Well, maybe you should take us what Slugstone says with a grain of salt. <laughs> she says, chopping very vigorously. He starts chopping a little harder. It's, I know that's not all toppers, but they just, every time they show up, things get worse. And what are we supposed to do about it? I mean, I got a business to think about. I got a family to think about. You just keep thinking up good recipes, and that's what we can do about that. I've been thinking of good recipes ever since you left, Athena. Slows in his chopping and puts the knife down and just sighs. And it hasn't, hasn't helped. It hasn't made a difference. Things have just been getting worse and worse. And now clock's ticking and we got one more chance to, to pull this out. And that's all I got. I got to win that contest. I got to beat Mobius. Obviously you're gonna. Because I'm not going to let him cheat. Little rat bastard. Mobius starts chopping again. She goes to preemptively close the blinds so he doesn't accidentally see him. He chops a little bit more and then looks down at his mangled veggies. He says, Ooh, those look like I chopped them. I, if you would have finished him up that. I be, gotcha. He just nods. And <laughs> switches cutting boards. All I'm saying is, sure, there are bad toppers, but it's not like there weren't already bad people down here too. Well, sure, but it's like the ratio, right? Like the amount of good versus bad is sort of skewed one direction, right? I don't even know about that. I think a lot of people are just coming down here and trying to live a better life because they know it's it's good down here. What, at the expense of everybody else? Mm. So I should live a worse life so they can live a better one? Is that it? Is that what I meant? Don't worry about it. He doesn't respond to that, but he softens a little bit, maybe. It'll it'll be okay. I know. Stuff's weird up top. I think if people want to come down here and see how we live, and even if they go back up there and they want to try and do better, I think it's a good thing to let them try, you know? I might just be talking out my ass. I wouldn't care if people would have come down here if it didn't make our lives worse. That's all I'm saying. Things have only gotten worse for us over the last, well, ever since you left especially, but, you know, it was going downhill before that too. Hmm. Stupid father making it worse. What's he been doing? He's been side with the toppers and votes. I... I don't know, Theta. It's not like I talked to him enough to find out why. I mean, do you think someone had some dirt on him? I don't know what it would even be. He's my grandpa. I mean, a fancy, important guy like that. Bound to be something, right? Hmm. Head Siphon, the curator. Runs in the family. Family business. She nods. Well, maybe not anymore, huh? Yeah. I just... If I would have stuck it out, maybe we wouldn't be here. Hey, don't talk like that. Maybe if I would have, maybe I'd be the, the curator now. Maybe I'd be the one making those votes, and then we wouldn't be in this position. Maybe this is my fault. Dad, do you want to make decisions like that? Well, this is the only decision I ever made, and it failed. So I guess it's probably a good thing that I did, huh? I think you're being real hard on yourself. And I don't think it's wise or necessary, because you got a 
big support network and we're all here to help and I'm gonna pull just double fucking duty because I missed so much and I could have been it's fucking Dick Richter is such a piece of shit she just is chopping so hard maybe she goes through the board a little bit with some extra metal oomph no oh shit oh uh it it's okay here he'll replace it with another one for you and he's just sort of holding the cut board i didn't mean to upset you i'm sorry no athena i i really appreciate that you're willing to help out but i had a support network you know growing up and uh this isn't something that other people could do for me, you know? I have to do this. If I can't survive on me, then it isn't meant to be. I don't think comparing a, a bank account to a whole bunch of people that love you is quite the same thing. But it's still a burden. It's worse that way. I, I don't think it I is. can't expect everyone to put their lives aside or to put mine first because I can't do it well enough. That's not fair. It's not that you aren't doing it well enough, it's that this deck is just, it's stacked against you right now because Mobius is just a king piece of shit. It's not your fault. You can't always turn away from the hard truths, Athena. I made a choice, and I do think it was the right choice not to be a siphon, not to follow in his footsteps. I know I wouldn't be happier, but is my happiness worth all of this? If it, obviously it doesn't matter, I can't go back and change what already happened, but I can't help but wonder. Dad, apparently I could have been Proctor if I hadn't, you know, you know, so that I get it. is not the same at all. Hmm. I chose this. You didn't choose to be kidnapped and taken to the surface, Athena. That's not fair to you. It doesn't matter. It's... it. I just want to help people, and I can't do it from here yet. But I'm gonna get there. Probably not as the proctor, but... Mm. I don't know. You've helped a lot of people, Athena, and we're really proud of you. Well, I appreciate that, but... I know your job is dangerous, and I know there's things you can't talk to us about, and probably a lot more that you just don't want to, but we love you, and uh, I'm proud of you for following your heart. It's what I did. I just hope yours works out better for you. I think that's counting your chickens before they're hatched, because it's gonna... It's already worked out. I grew up here. This was amazing. It is amazing. This is where you need to be. And I think I need to be somewhere else right now. Because I've got so much to do. Well. But I love you so much. I love you too. I don't want to keep you. But you know you're always welcome here. And he gives well, you another I'm, big hug. I did come in outside of restaurant hours. Oh, I know. So. I know. And she gives him a very, very big hug. Which she returns. She heads on out. The door jingles as you leave. This time as you're walking out, we get sort of a parallel shot to when you saw Dick taking out the trash in the flashback. Hmm. 
Except this time it's Mobius walking oh. around throwing trash into the trash can. Mobius, the proprietor of the Mobius Strip, your father's arch nemesis, who is a short, gray-skinned Nakir man, bald, pointy gremlin-like ears. God. <laughs> a broad smile with slits at the corners of his mouth as the Nakir can open their mouths much wider than normal. He's got thick black square-rimmed glasses and just the shittiest smirk mm. on his face as he sees you and raises a hand to wave. It's like a beauty pageant wave, oh. like at the wrist. Just gotcha. back and forth. Athena holds up one finger to him as if to indicate hold on a sec. And it looks like she's looking for something and out of her back pocket she pulls a middle finger for him uh-huh. and smiles a beauty pageant smile, she hopes. Go ahead and roll me a taunt for that. No, I have a D4 taunt. You have a taunt. D4 taunt? Mm, this blew up. Five. Five? He got a four, so that's a success. I think Excellent. you do that, and there's a moment uh, he sort of stutters as he's walking and looks a little angry, furrows his eyebrows at you, smiles again, and raises the trash bag and points at it as he's about to dunk in the trash can. He says, oh, Athena, hello. I'm just, I'm taking out your father's career for him. And then slams it into the trash can with a nasty rattle. Hmm. Uh, you take care now. <laughs> Athena has learned there is a time and a place to incinerate a man. <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to leave that to her dad at the cook-off. You can take a minute for that. That was Thank fun. You. I enjoyed that. Okay, Athena, you are going to buy some flowers, I yes. heard? Definitely going to buy some flowers because she needs a yellow flower. So she's going to get a whole fucking bouquet. Okay. I think there's a market nearby as you're walking back towards your apartment. Or do you have to take the highway back? Uh, she has to take the highway back. Okay. But there is a market right across from the canal from their right, apartment. So, okay. so that's where she's figuring she might have some luck. Sure. So you'll hop back on the highway, take the northbound track to the mid-eastern part of the city, hop off at a stop there right by the market, and you can swing by there on your way home. Wonderful. And the markets are still bustling and crowded. Again, the energy is kind of subdued. People are walking more briskly, generally keeping to themselves. There's not as much chatter. There's some more paranoid looking around. But it's late morning now, so there's plenty of activity. Lots of shops and stalls open. This is general trade goods, mm-hmm. so just about anything you'd want to find here. Fresh produce, vegetation, as nice. you mentioned. Because there are a number of uh, vertical farms that are sort of in this area. But yeah, you can find a flower vendor and pick out a nice bouquet of yellow flowers. Lovely. She wants like the big tropical looking, like just some giant fucking flowers. Unmistakably giant yellow Unmistakably flowers. Unmistakably giant yes. yellow flowers. Sure. Yeah, yep. you get those, no problem. Wonderful. Uh, she also wants to look around for some wisps. That's his brand, she remembers, for the, the little... Ah, yes, those. I don't know if they'd be at a I market. <laughs> All right, so Wisps, which is a specific brand of the Cori Energy Crystals that you have seen Zadal smoking. She did a, a little snoop. Yeah. Oh, she did a little inquisiting. A little inquisiting, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Zadal's preferred brand of this crystal cigarette type thing, which, as far as you know, might be somehow tied to his need as an arrow to fuel himself. That's what she's assumed, but she she can't buy him a snack, right? So she's gonna just get him some wisps. <laughs> sure, makes sense to me. Snacks are usually her go-to present. Yeah, sure. Roll me a notice at minus two. See if you can find some here. Eight. 
success with Ray is you spend a couple of minutes just walking through the market and then you spot a very tiny stall that is sort of wedged in between a couple of other ones off to one side. Pretty easy to have missed. There is an arrow salesman behind the little counter there. He's got a hat pulled low, but he appears to have one of these crystals and a mouth dangling. <laughs> yeah, himself. Nice. You can go up and buy some wisps. Yeah, I think that's all she really needed. Aside from, like, maybe a sandwich that I'm sure she can grab on her way throughout. And then you're going home? Yeah. It's a short walk across the canal. This is the same canal, in fact, that you were attacked at when you were heading back with Tuca. Sure was. What felt like so long ago, but was only only a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, yeah. I did do the math. It's been 25 days since the start of this show. Thank you for your service. And you're walking across this canal can definitely still see where a bunch of the bullets, you know, chipped off bits of stone that haven't been replaced. Hmm. There's the building that Tuka scaled and jumped off of to cut the motorcycle in half. There's the... I think she's reminiscing about how cool that was, just allowing herself an indulgent moment. Like, man, Tuka's great. (laughs) (laughs) I hope she's not angry at me. Then remembering that uh, that is who you're going to leave these for and uh, she might have words with you. Yeah, probably. I mean, who doesn't want to have words with Athena? Most people seem to be very interested in that. I feel like Reitz would prefer to never have words with you. That's kind of wanting to have words, though, but in a negative capacity. (laughs) Make your way back to your apartment. Is there anything else you wanted to do on your way back? Mainly just taking her time walking because she hasn't had free time for like a while, it seems like. And she's also trying to stretch out her legs. It is very stiff. Gotcha. But she doesn't want to show any weakness. (laughs) You could take a Benny for remembering about your stiff leg. Thank you. Which doesn't actually have any mechanical penalties right now because you rolled a success with a raise on your vigor roll after being incapacitated. It's wild. Which means that your injury goes away once all of your wounds were healed, which Roja did basically right away and then kept you under for a period. You get back to your apartment and you climb the stairs and you get to the door and you notice that the door is ajar. Oh, fuck. Athena drops everything on the porch and goes invisible. Is there a front porch? I kind of imagined it like our Florida apartment where there are stairs on the outside and a little landing and then the door. That's that's what I've always been picturing. But gotcha. Yeah. Oh, you're invisible again? Should I roll for that? Yes, you should roll for that. But I mean, you've you've been resting for long enough that you. I think you got back your PowerPoints that you lost. That's a nine. That's the success of the raise. You are fully invisible. Would you like to make me a stealth roll? Nine. You enter. It's dark in here, like I said, and you only get a couple of steps in before you notice that there is a form sprawled on your couch. Uh. And as you enter, the form jostles very erratically and then pushes itself up. And in the darkness, you can see these glowing blue, strangely tinged eyes. And you just hear a voice come through and says, Who's it? Who's it? I can hear someone's there. Who's there? Is it a short form? Yes. She doesn't want to be invisible anymore. You hear the faint hum of Cory energy in the darkness. Hey there. Hey, 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 hey. It's okay. This is my house and I want to not be shot. The eyes in the darkness are bobbing at first and they calm down a little bit. And you just hear voices. Athena? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to go shut the door real quick. 
You want to put the gun down? Yeah. Okay. You hear the thump as the gun hits the ground, and then a much heavier thump as Zadal face plants into the ground as well. Oh, God! Zadal? Hey, everybody. The second episode of season two. We forgot about this last week because we're good like that. We're on it, y'all. We're on it. We did an interview on a great podcast called Worldcraft Club. All about world building. Uh, Worldcraft Club is a podcast devoted to world building and its effect on narrative. Uh, And they discuss any and all topics to inspire creativity. And they've done interviews with people like us because we our interviews out that's what we're plugging right now uh, and they also discuss more generalized topics uh, themes stuff like that it's very conversational the hosts are great we were interviewed specifically by James who's just a really cool really nice guy he's got a lot of very insightful comments great conversationalist so we were invited to go on Worldcraft Club and uh, we had a great time we talked about some of the foundational bits of the setting did a pretty bad job pimping the show, I think, if, I, <laughs> if I'm being honest. We just kind of forgot we got swept up in the conversation. Yeah, yeah we got swept up in it. Whoops. Whoopsie. Uh, but there's some fun stuff in there that we really haven't gotten into uh, in the show in terms of like the setting and the background and stuff. So maybe some good nuggets there and a little bit more about our process and just us as people. So it was a fun time. Go check it out. Worldcraft Club. Uh, Worldcraft is one word. Club is the second word. You can find them on basically anywhere podcasts are found. And they have some good content. Give them a try. Uh, on a similar note, I was kind of interviewed. Well, you were interviewed. You I weren't kind of interviewed. I was, interviewed. I was interviewed by Caleb Sunstead on a fireside chat on the Sounds Like Crow's feed. Came out uh, last Tuesday. And funnily enough, I also forgot to pitch our show, despite being on there to talk about making it. Fucking amateur hour. (laughs) God. Well, that's part of our charm is we never uh, push the things that we do. Because it makes me greatly uncomfortable. Sure. But you guys found us. You guys are here. So somebody's hearing it probably. Thanks for coming, yo. Thanks for coming. You guys have a seat. But the fireside came out very well. Uh, it's great. There's a lot of good content. It's only Allie and Caleb, so you get to hear them dish it out together. There's some exciting moments where Allie uh, kills a spider. It's It's got everything. It's got intrigue, surprise, <laughs> comedy, wit, your favorite Allie. That's me. My favorite Allie. But yeah, go check out The Fireside. It's really cool. And you get more Caleb Sunstead. Everybody deserves more Caleb Sunstead in their lives. We, we started out, he asked me on uh, to talk about like editing and like being a podcast producer and stuff, but it just kind of devolved into just two pals having a chat. Just palling around. Just palling around, being buds. So yeah, go give that a listen if you're interested. Music this week, as always, we have Crockett, at Crockett80s on Twitter, and Crockett.bandcamp.com. And we have a Waveshaper at Waveshaper1 on Twitter, and waveshaper.bandcamp.com It's a wave. You got a shape that Sorry for the low energy guys. It's rainy outside and I we can't we can't be overly high energy and weird every time. Sometimes it's, it's sometimes... a little bit more subdued.
uh, you know who built this beautiful system that we love to use week in, week out? It's uh, called uh, Savage it looks, Worlds. Oh, I, th- I was going to say Yamaha because that's oh. our switchboard. But I, I, that was just a goof. I knew what you were going for all along. Wonderful. Peginc.com. <laughs> Peginc.com. Pinnacle Entertainment Group. The new version of Deadlands is currently up on Kickstarter. Uh, it's an active project. I believe the base funding has been met. They're adding stretch goals. One of those stretch goals is exclusive audio content produced by the cast of Sounds Like Crows. It's really cool stuff. It's a one-shot. Several episodes uh, run using the new Deadland system to give you an idea of what's changed, and uh, it's just some great content by some great people. So if you like Sounds Like Crows, give it a shot. Back the Kickstarter. We've got more episodes of Neon Heat coming week by week. Uh, We're going to have more Absolute Zero going out pretty soon. For those of you who are kind enough to support us on Patreon, thank you for your support. Thank you. There's two people in particular that I'd like to thank of those fine folks who support us on Patreon. Is it Michael and Earth? It is. Oh, wow. What a dynamic duo. (laughs) They don't know each other. They've never met. Well, we we don't know that. We don't. That's true. It's never come up. So probably conjecture we shouldn't throw out. (laughs) But thank you, Michael. Thank you, Earth. Both of you for all of your support. folks. Uh, It means a lot to us. Thank you for being here check out our patreon it is at patreon.com slash rpg for you and me there's still a hold on all the physical merchandise attached to it until we can get more parts to make more things to send out yes but the whole factory is currently shut down so we'll get it figured out soon we'll get enough. it figured out and i'll send some bonuses along the way for the wait because y'all deserve it thanks to our lovely backers on patreon we have a scene to bring you this week So thank you again, guys, for tuning in another week, and here's an extra scene, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Oh, Regulator Sedaris, thank goodness you've shown up. It's an emergency, a terrible emergency. Oh, what's what's the problem, sir? Athena walks on over, ready to go. It's my prize domba, Scamphony. That's a good name. I know. (laughs) Where did it go? In this guy, he's Nakir, and he's got very light gray lavender skin, orange eyes, and he's a bit older, so he's more hunched over. And he's got a scraggly beard there, floppy hat to one side as he turns around and points. And there you can see there's just a smashed bit of fence. Athena's eyes grow a bit wider, and she says, Scampthony, was that it? Yes, ma'am. Does he respond to it? Uh, when he cares to, you know oh. how it is. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to do my best and I'm going to go find Scampthony. Be right back, I hope. Oh, thank you. She gives him a little salute off of her forehead and starts running. Yep. Uh, the the fences smashed to bits in one very small patch uh, and with just sort of a trail of the wood leading off in one direction. Uh, giant hoofs have stamped hoof prints into the moist ground. Seems easy enough to follow. Yeah, it's not really a mystery as to where this thing goes. It's maybe a couple hundred yards until you can hear a commotion coming. Her light jog has turned into something a bit more urgent. So you round a corner. It's a small side street and there's a cart with some vegetation on it and a giant, enormous domba who's just sort of rustling through with its snout and a very affronted looking Ori woman standing off to the side as she's running hands through her hair and walking in circles, unable to do anything about this. 
Ma'am, you want to take a couple steps back from the cart, regulator business? You've got to do something. He's eating all of my vegetables. I know, and that's why I'm here. So just give, give me some space. I don't know how he's going to react. She moves like 10 feet further back and continues walking A little bit around. further, ma'am. They're big. They move quick. I can see that. Athena takes very deliberate steps towards this giant boy. Just wrecking this stall. Can I cast empathy on this domba? <laughs> sure you can. Why not? And this whole time you just hear those loud crunching noises and its head is stuffed in the cart. Five. The emotional spectrum of this enormous beast is bright colors, like energetic excitement. How do you describe hunger? Desire for the crunch. Desire for the crunch, (laughs) evident in its swirling aura as this thing crunches in and then for the first time pulls its head out of the cart and is just looking at you with leafy green, some Celtus dangling from every inch of its mouth and it continues just chewing. And this thing is like as big as a moose, probably bigger than a moose. So big. Its shoulders are like 10 to 12 feet high. It's got huge curling horns, just a very wide, long and flat face and those hourglass shaped eyes. She takes one step. I think this is Athena from before she left. I think this is is a short hair, younger Athena, bright eyed and maybe not as bushy tailed as this Domba, but making slow but determined progress towards this big old boy. And she puts her hands up in front of her and just says, Scampthony, hey bud. Leans down to look at you as he keeps chewing. Threateningly or? Roll me a notice. (laughs) (laughs) He just picked up like four dice and threw them. (laughs) Eleven. Doesn't look like it's aggressive, maybe more playful than aggressive. Maybe she sees that it's a little playful. Is there just a spare basket of vegetables she could grab. Uh, there's vegetables just being tossed from this cart because it's Wonderful. ravaging all of the vegetation. Athena puts one ravaging. one hand slowly in her one of her belt pockets and pulls out some cubes and tosses it to the lady. It's like, this is for what I'm taking. Gonna see if this works. She, she wasn't she... ready and the cubes just scatter all over the ground. Athena doesn't have time to deal with this. <laughs> uh, uh. Sorry. She picks up a basket of leafy greens and tries to playfully tempt the domba with it, like, wiggling it like a little wand and backing up slowly away from it. I'm going to say this is a taunt. You're not, like, using words to get it to come. Oh, is that a crit fail? No. (laughs) It's an 11. So you start to weave this basket of leafy greens around and it fixes its eyes on you and just starts taking slow steps towards you and it's muzzles getting closer and its teeth poke out like ahead of its lips like a shark just trying to like oh my god get a hold of that lettuce she lets it get like one little like a nibble of it and she's like oh no 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 and she pulls it back and she walks a little further away she's just she's keeping her eyes on the stone butt and you do that and every time it gets close and you pull it back it goes she tempts it with little nibbles to keep it coming singing Domba. But yeah, you uh, you successfully tempt it back and it keeps following you. Scampthony. You're, you're several hundred yards away from this place, so I'm gonna say at a certain point it gets more irritated and it's gonna try to go aggressive and snap the basket out of your hands. Uh, I do not want it to be able to do that. What should I roll for that? Agility? Agility, I think. Five. And this thing, I think it's probably got a d6. 
a three. Okay. Whew. So you managed to whip it back and it's now trotting towards you a little bit faster, just desperately trying to get these greens. She starts jogging backwards, not looking where she's going. Not a great thing to be doing. <laughs> and she starts leaving like full cabbage heads or whatever the fuck right in front of her. Okay. The rewards get better the more it follows her. The first one or two bounce off the ground and then it's close enough that it's just snapping them out of the air as you throw them up for it. Scampany, you can't run away. You can't do that, bud. Uh, That's what I thought you'd say. (laughs) (laughs) You beautiful boy. He does look very fuzzy for a creature with metal wool. Well, it can look fuzzy, but you know, maybe not in practice. You notice uh, one of the buildings you're passing has like a nice steel wool just scraped down. fuck. (laughs) Some rocky chips falling out of its fur as it jostles after you. She is running out of cabbage, but is she getting close? At this point, you've probably made it back and you get him through the fence. And uh, the- She hucks the last remaining cabbage to the other side of the pen. The older Nakir man jogs over to you and says, Oh, well, it looks like you wrangle him up real nice there. Oh, he's just a big sweetie. He's just hungry. Scampany, you can't go running off like that, good boy. That's what I told him. He runs up and very lightly brushes the wool. While he's distracting Scampthony, Athena quickly rebuilds the bit of fence with some metal. It probably doesn't match, but it's going to be more solid than it was. Oh, thank you, Regulator. That was going to take me a bit of work to get put up. Well, you know, it's my pleasure. Scampthony's so big now, he can just smash right through when he wants to, but usually he's a good boy. Well... Ain't you, Scampthony? And he pets him. Could I... Could I... Could, could I hug Scampthony, please? Oh, of course you can. Does he like? Does he like a pet? Oh, he loves a pet. I think can... she she goes and gives him a hug on his big face. Oh, he's still chewing. You can feel his cheeks moving underneath your arms. And she just whispers to herself, "This is the best day." Scampy goes, "Ah, scene. I've delivered your domba." I said, "I don't have a domba." They said, and then I was off to my next adventure. <laughs> <laughs>